The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, episode 73. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Hey everybody, I'm Father Andrew Kinstetter, a.k.a. Father Fett, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. Just a quick reminder to please uh, share the podcast on Twitter or Facebook or your favorite social media and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. That helps us get seen by more people who would be interested to listen to our show. So today is... Well, by the time that this releases, it's going to be released on Star Wars Day. So first of all, happy Star Wars Day to everybody out there. May the 4th be with you. And today we are very excited to share a very special episode of the podcast. But before we get to that, I am going to introduce our panel this evening. So first of all, we have Angela Cialana. Greetings, everyone. Hello. Second up is Thomas Sanjurjo. Hi, guys. Third is Mike Creevy. Chut, chut, everyone. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Andrew Hermes with us as well. What's up? So today is part two of our Hera Syndulla centered discussion. And to further the conversation, we are thrilled and honored to welcome a very special guest to our show. You know her best as the voice of Spectre 2 and leader of the Ghost Crew in Star Wars Rebels, Hera Syndulla herself. We are pleased to uh, invite onto the podcast today the talented Vanessa Marshall. So hello, Vanessa. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so grateful we could do this. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> this, Yeah, this was a very, very awesome thing that you're able to do for us. And I was very, very thrilled that you responded to, to my invitation. Um, well, I, I really felt like I knew you because we've communicated in so many <laughs> strange ways prior to this. And I, I was really like, I, we've got to make this work. So it, this is really, I'm very, very grateful. So yep. thank you. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Listeners of the show would know her, of course, from uh, the cameos that she's done for the show. And I think at one point you did a live autograph signing that I was uh, a part of as well. Right. So, yes, I remember. <laughs> post uh, post pandemic, we will I will be going to Star Wars Celebration. So hopefully I can uh, run into you there yes. as well. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. So we are going to just kind of kick this kick this off. And uh, Vanessa, tell us about your first experience ever of Star Wars. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I'm an only child, and uh, my mom has a sister and two brothers. They live out in Boulder, Colorado. And um, during the summers, sometimes my parents would just deposit me there so that I could hang out with my other cousins and, you know, run amok in the fields and this and that. And uh, I remember one summer, uh, my aunt took us all to see a space opera, which at first we all were like, what? <laughs> and uh but the moment we sat down and uh it it began it that was it it was game over that was that <laughs> i mean from from you know the initial crawl to the star destroyer to princess leia and well you can't see i have pictures all over of, of her everywhere here <laughs> um 
you know, get this walking carpet out of my way. I was like sold. Um, and then immediately trying to plan how I could emulate her hairstyle. Um, <laughs> but uh, and so it began. And uh, I really I identified even at that age with uh, the value of the hero's journey. Now, I didn't have that language as a child, mm. but I do think that uh, we're all offered the opportunity to make a difference. And and when I saw Luke make that choice and and uh, act on it, it inspired me to do the same thing in my own life. And, uh, you know, with every subsequent film and, and you know, with comic books and um, the uh, the EU stuff I didn't get into till later, much, much later. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, uh, there was something about that world that brought me so much comfort, maybe as an only child. I had no idea that so many other people understood it. <laughs> like when, when I finally um, uh, got the role of Hera in, um, in Star Wars Rebels, and then suddenly was introduced to Twitter. And, and now I have friends that I will know forever and ever. So it's just it 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 never gets old. It just keeps mm-hmm. getting better and better. So um, and you guys are part of that family. So I'm, I'm grateful to meet you in yeah. this context. And I'm sure there'll be many more. So that's the beauty of hashtag Star Wars family. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast too. I mean, we're, we're, we, we approach it from a, from a faith perspective as well, but mm-hmm. any good story has those elements of, of the hero, the good and the evil. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, and so we love to, to kind of get into all of that and discuss that. And, yeah. um, you know, Star Wars is one of those uh, avenues that we can explore what it means to be a hero, what it means to be human, what it means to be, mm-hmm. you know, struggle with all the things that they struggle with. And, mm-hmm. uh, even, you know, Hera being a uh, pilot, being kind of the mom, if you will, of the, of the ghost crew and, and, you know, and all of that stuff, it's really fun to get into. Um, but before we get to Hera, there is one thing that I want to ask you first. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite video games growing up was Jedi Knight two Jedi outcast on the yes. Nintendo GameCube. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I recently re-downloaded it on the Nintendo Switch and was absolutely blown away because I recognized your voice. And I wow. didn't when it came out, of course. Sure. So what was your experience uh, playing Janwars in uh, Jedi Knight 2? And was that your first experience voice acting for Star Wars? Yes, it was. And I was fangirling and freaking out the entire time <laughs> and just trying to act normal. Um, I also uh, had a... a boyfriend at the time who you know we talked of marriage and you know we were going to do the full like going to get wookies we were going to you know i mean it was like a whole thing and unfortunately it didn't pan out um but you know it i knew that it was going to break his heart to have to save jan or's life throughout the game uh and he did say afterward like you know really of all the games you know, I'm, I'm supposed to keep you alive, but oh, I, oh, you know, it was, uh, I, I was like, sorry, buddy. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, but um, yeah, in the moment, it was an honor and I was nerding out and, and just trying to do the best job I can, which is really to just service the narrative and get out of God's way and, and you know, mm-hmm. just let, let it flow. And, and it did. And uh, Dara was an amazing director. Um, I've done other Star Wars video games with him since. In fact, uh, he was the director for Squadrons. Yep. Uh, most recently, when I did mocap and it sort of came full circle, that was bananas. And um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, to to bring her to life, uh, sort of physically, 
and memorize lines. It was like a whole other world. So it was lovely to see a familiar face and uh, get to expand my experience of the character in that way. Oh, of course, now talking about Hera, but mm-hmm. to have come from initially Jan Ors and all the way to the mocap of Hera was was lovely to see him again. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk about Hera. Um, what was your experience of getting the role of playing Hera? And um, just tell us about, you know, did you audition for that? How did that work out? Yes, um, I did audition for it and it was called something else. Uh, the code name was Wolf. And uh, I, I felt Star Wars on the page, honestly, because they talked about uh, sun swords and um, the resistance and this and that. And so I took I plugged it into my own Star Wars knowledge and and made specific choices based on that, which perhaps is why it translated, because I knew what I was talking about. Do you know what I mean? And and mm. then I got a call back for it. And I was like, "Ooh, a wolf show. And um, and then I walked in and I saw Dave Filoni and then I, I, I saw a Twi'lek character on the wall and I was like, wait, what? You know, and of course, I'm a huge Clone Wars fan. So, you know, Wolfpack, like I did, it was not lost on me at that point. Like, oh, it really I just never thought I'd be so lucky to be involved with a Star Wars anything, you know. Um, but of course, Disney had just bought it and it all kind of my brain exploded. And wow. I was like, Vanessa, you know, I said a prayer and I was like. I do my job. And I just humbly offered myself to that moment. And I was like, you know what? If this is as good as my life gets is a callback for Dave Filoni. <laughs> I've lived a good life. I've lived a, I, I can, I, you know what I mean? I, I feel good right now. Thank yeah. you, God. And I even and I kept the um, the parking pass because I was like, this may be the highlight of your life. <laughs> and and um, I just was like, and then my mind started spinning like, oh, my God, she's a tweet. Like, she's like, wait, what does this mean? But what about Ahsoka? You know, <laughs> and um, and then I just let it go because I auditioned for numerous things and, and I can't even keep track of them. And then sometimes even when I book things like they invited me to a Mass Effect convention and mm. I was like, why? And they said, because you're in all three games. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, and I don't, I don't mean to sound like, oh, I can't remember how many things I do, but I honestly, I have no idea mm-hmm. half the time, like, oh, that happened. Oh, I didn't get that. It doesn't even hurt my feelings anymore. I just, I'm on to the next thing. And then I got the call that I actually booked the role and I think I had a heart attack. I don't know. I was like crying <laughs> and my agent was like, do you need a paramedic? Are you okay? <laughs> Um, and, you know, forgive me for anyone who's already heard this story like a, a thousand times, but um, it, I just I just I kept saying, like, how did I get so lucky? How did how did this even happen? And, you know, um, as I had said, as a kid, I really appreciated the hero's journey. I think I think everyone, as they mature in life, they sort of have a kind of a crisis of faith. And, um, you know, particularly in one's 20s, you start to you know have to pay taxes or whatever. You know what I mean? Like. Adulting is is not fun all the time. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there 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 are some dark moments where where people question, like, why are we even here? All all that questing for faith. And, you know, you say this is faith based. So I feel comfortable sharing this. Um, But, you know, in in my 20s, there was a period where I was I just didn't see the sense in many things. And to it just goes to show that you should never quit before the miracle because you just Mm. don't know what God has in store for you. I mean. Who would have thought? I mean, I, I I literally hit my knees when I got the call and I just <laughs> felt so grateful. And, uh, 
yeah, and it, it's just been um, an amazing journey ever since. So um, awesome. it just and it keeps it keeps on going. I mean, I'm so grateful. You know, happy May Fourth, <laughs> happy Star Wars Day, <laughs> and like we get to do that every year, even in the pandemic. We we will yes. celebrate and and be together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's it's really cool because one of the themes we've talked a lot about on the show is the the family feel that the ghost crew has. And it, mm-hmm. it's totally unique, um, even amongst the Star Wars groups, that this is a real f- kind of family coming together on on this ship. And um, we were just curious, uh, what uh, what was it like working with the other actors? Did that did that feel develop with them early on or did it take a long time to develop? It was pretty much right away. Yeah. I Very mean, cool. I, I guess I'm I'm a caretaking person you know astrologically i'm a libra so i see the good and the I, like i'm I'm always like yeah but 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 you know or or I'm concerned about all sides of an issue uh i don't even know if there's any truth to astrology but um but uh i think my very nature uh i was so suited to make sure that everyone was fed you know how are you feeling do you you know what whatever you need let me get it for you that's just who i am and at the same time I'm not kidding. In other words, <laughs> you know, Harrow was not kidding about anything. Right. And and when we get down to work, we get down to work. And, uh, you know, Steve Bloom was always playful right from the get go. Um, Tia uh, was not as familiar with uh, Star Wars stuff. And uh, as she grew into, you know, understanding the world of it, it was wonderful to, to help her with that. Not that she needed my help, um, but uh, but we grew closer in the same way that their relationship grew closer. Um, and I watched uh, Freddie nurture and develop uh, Taylor's understanding of Star Wars and and sort of the good and evil of of that saga. And um, they really were like Jedi and Padawan. And um, we were just this motley crew. And, you know, sometimes chosen family has a bond that is just stronger than blood, strangely. And so we really felt like we were on this mission it was the first project uh, that Disney was launching. There was a lot of responsibility. We all cared from our hearts so deeply about this being specific and right and honest and authentic. And um, all that collective energy came together, like it created so much joy that um, it was such a pleasure uh, to to be with them. And I think our characters, we were really well cast, I, I guess, because mm-hmm. we definitely were so similar to who we are, you know, inherently. So it worked really, really well. And uh, so we worked hard and we played hard. And uh, I think we'll be family for life. So it's great. Well, that's that's actually you kind of got ahead of me, Vanessa, a little bit, because oh. I was I was going to ask you about personality traits that you share in common with Hera. So um, oh. so you mentioned a few, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you want to elaborate on that a little bit more, like any others that you really feel like resonated between you and the character? Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, I'll say my father, uh, he was a news reporter. My mom is an actress. Um, she was on Knott's Landing in Dallas. And so I grew up here in in Los Angeles. And um, my dad, when he retired, he became a pilot. And I used to go up and, of course, I was like, I'm in the Falcon. I'm in the Millennium Falcon. You know, <laughs> I was like, you know, it was it's an open cockpit biplane. It was he, my dad looked like Snoopy, you know, with the helmet and the thing. Yes. You know. yes. It was it was pretty intense. Um, but but there is, um, you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Richard Bach. There There's a very spiritual element to flight and getting perspective and the necessity to sort of rise above the earth and, and look at all of the miracle of life below. and uh, the yearning for that perspective and and uh, 
the ability to sort of be in the moment, which I think is really what all faith is about. Um, you know, they say worry is negative prayer. You know, Hera is in the moment. And I would always yeah. think of my dad and I sort of dedicated my performance to him. In fact, when she first mm. flies, when she flies the B-wing and, mm. uh, you know, speaks of her love of flight, I was 100% dedicating that to my father and what yeah. he taught Very me cool. about flight. And, you know, it, it reminded me of her. Uh, I don't have a problematic relationship with my dad. I love my dad. Um, but, you know, uh, her relationship with Chom, uh, her father. So it was interesting to to sort of look at those familial um, yeah. angles. But as a matter of fact, I am also a martial artist. Um, I'm maintaining like a 55 pound weight loss for 20 years. Uh, wow. So yeah. I, 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 I really uh, changed the way I view food to be sort of more fuel for this athletic body that needs to, you know, I, I, I'm never going to hurt a soul, but if anyone messes with my friends, I'm going, I am going to protect them. I, I will nice. protect my friends, my neighbors. Cause like nice. I, I box with this guy who comes over and we box in my garage and I've got bags and all this stuff. And my neighbors are like, Oh, we're sorry. And I'm like, Hey, I'm here to protect you, dude. Don't worry about it. I got this. You know, you, you want me across the street. What do you need? You know? Um, so if there's any issues at like celebration, you can protect us. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, I'm, look for now. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking like some crazy high kicks that they won't even see coming. Like, I'll, I'll be wow. just very, very direct looking them in the eye. Next thing you know, my foot is in their chin. I'm like, bomb. yes. Game over. Um, again, I would never. It's just I will. I will protect the innocent or you know people Good. who yeah can't protect me. Whatever. But um, but so so there is um, a journey that I've had uh, sort of physically with empowering myself and um, shedding old ideas and um, and I do care very deeply about those who are marginalized and and uh, you know that's just the way I am wired and. I put all of that into my audition because some of the text was, you know, around that topic. And that is not a that is not a stretch for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm very active in uh, different uh, charity groups and stuff like that, that that make me feel connected to people that uh, I feel deserve it. And mm. um, so the way I'm wired is very similar to Hera. I think I get distracted more easily. I'm kind of like, ooh, shiny beads. What's that? You know, um, whereas she is just 100 percent on task at all times. And um, at least I didn't get a sense of any. Uh, well, except for when Kanan uh, did what he did. Um, any sense of her. She never took a moment for doubt. She was constantly mm. in action and uh, dealing with uh, the very high stakes and, and her priorities were set in stone and and i love that discipline about her um and i try to emulate emulate that in my own life sometimes you know like hera wouldn't care about this what am i doing you know <laughs> like did i say something wrong was that the, the you know all those things about being human where you know doubt comes in or or anything like that she just i don't know she lived without apology or, or lives you know uh, on disney plus without mm -hmm. apology <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, so I feel like we're we're cut from the same cloth and uh, and and yet she still managed to inspire me. So that's awesome. <laughs> I think she inspires yeah. a lot of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I for me, you know, I'm uh, somehow I ended up being the only woman on this panel <laughs> <laughs> and 
one of the things that um, is important to me, and I think to a lot of people, you know, I mean, Thomas is a father and so is Mike, you know, Andrew, they all have girls, you know, and one of the things that is important, um, I think for a lot of people nowadays that is coming to the surface more is just women in Star Wars, especially, um, but women, you know, all over the world, you know, raising up women. And I know that that's something that's been important to you. Um, So I was kind of curious, you know, we've talked about Hera as like maternal, strong, independent, you know, all these beautiful qualities um, that you've spoken about as well. And I was just wondering, um, in voicing the character of Hera, you know, how has that led you to reflect on like womanhood in general, but then also like your own sense of being a woman? And has that, I mean, has that affected you at all? Have you really kind of thought about that? Because Hera is you know, just this unique uh, feminine character. And she stands for so much, I think, for women in Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes it's it's weird. People think that actors are so full of themselves or grandiose. But there's also, on the other hand, they're very humble. It's It, it takes humility to be visible, to be seen, to be to risk making a mistake. And um, that's that's what I feel Hera never worried about. She never cared what other people thought. And um, as I said, she lived without apology. But that kind of um, humility to say that you deserve to be seen, there's something about that. I chose voiceover because I prefer being invisible. After watching my mom on Knott's Landing in Dallas, we would go out to dinner. People would ask for an autograph. Um, part of being an on-camera actor is that you, you agree to sacrifice your privacy. And it's not that I'm, oh, I'm so private. I'll, I'll talk to anybody. But at the same time, um, there's maybe a fear of visibility. And what Hera taught me is that sometimes there is humility in owning your power when you're doing it for good and not evil, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. That I think when when God gives people talent and they show up for it and put it out in the world that is a that is a risk but it is only humility that that empowers anyone i think to step up and say and and when they do and anyone likes what they do they they point and give credit where it's due do you know and so recently in this past year i've been involved with uh step up women's network and um i devised a a panel and what I was meditating on was my own spiritual journey and uh, sort of discovering my own power. Um, and uh, I wanted to acknowledge that I think it was that very journey that gave me the ability to reflect all of these iconic female characters and um, that anyone can access that. And I wanted to create this panel to go speak to uh, girls in high schools and perhaps female CEOs. And, you know, at the base of it was um, owning your power. And I think when we rightly relate ourselves to God and the universe, I think anything is possible. With God, all things are possible, right? So who are we not to own our superpowers? I guess much like the way if we circle back to, uh, you know, Luke's decision, uh, you know, to make the right choice there. um, I think similarly, 
uh, you know, it's like, well, what can I do? I can't make a difference. No, everyone can make a difference. And I think it starts with recognizing one's own worth. And that, that can seem like ego, but it can also be gratitude. It can also be fully embracing, you know, there's good and there's bad. No one is all good or all bad. You know, it's sort of a, a full package. But in the last year, I've realized that there is something powerful about my own journey that I want to share with other women to, uh, you know, inspire them to do the same thing, to not play small, to to play full out, to be visibly imperfect or, or you know, reflect perfection, uh, you know, uh, and, and be of service, basically. And so, yeah, it, it's it's been an interesting journey, uh, you know, articulating that and sort of seeing how that can actually make a change and make a difference. So um, thank you for that question. That's a good one. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. My I, pleasure. I appreciate what you what what you said about humility. You know, humility mm-hmm. is not uh, there. There's kind of the, the the cliche kind of way to describe it. And I actually like it. Humility is not thinking less about yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. There you, you know, go. So humility is right. not like, you know, I'm so lowly and I'm no humility is recognizing the God given talents that you have and pre- presenting that to the world. Right. You know, and there's right. nothing uh, wrong about that or even, you know, sinfully prideful about that. That's just presenting who you are. And that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. So so thank you for witnessing to that in in mm-hmm. uh, in your own life. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. You touched a lot on how the character Hera you know, resonates with you, but just in a more general sense, I mean, mm-hmm. other than being like really good at martial arts, but what kind of, what kind of resonates with you and, you know, in star Wars, like broadly, like the whole star Wars universe, is there anything that resonates with you? Is there, oh, and how yeah. has Char- star Wars changed you? You know, other than your career, obviously, but how has it changed yeah. you in well, any way? Oh my gosh. That, I mean, I could talk for hours about this. Um, we got time. <laughs> Um, Well, first of all, I think the element of family that you guys mentioned um, means everything to me as an only child to sort of dip into that world where I felt instantly a part of that meant everything to me Um, when, uh, you know, with each uh, film that subsequently brought balance to the force, I I learned a whole new life lesson and Mm. Um, you know, as I fought with friends of mine who are like a hundred grand Sith, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and and we break it down. What I love is that we can agree to disagree and, and I can understand, you know, Darth Vader may look like a jerk, but if we go back and, and look at his childhood and look at what happened with his mom, um, Star Wars taught me not to judge anyone by simply what I see. That there's always a backstory and, and there's always someone hurting and, and yearning. And um, there's a kind of humanity that connects us. And that's where mercy comes in. And um, it's worth it to learn more about people uh, before I judge them. And um, that, that was a valuable life lesson. Uh, the humor buoyed me up when you know i i just like whenever i'm feeling down i'll just pop in one of the movies and i'll just laugh and um you know the stakes are high and and the drama is 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 severe but but <laughs> it still cracks me up you know it just makes me it makes me laugh and it brings me joy and you know with all that's going on recently with galaxy's edge and 
Um, I actually haven't been to Galaxy's Edge. And if you ride the Falcon, I it's my voice talking to you uh, throughout the ride. It's not Hera. Oh. I'm I'm uh, Hondo's minion, strangely, <laughs> which oh, I thought I would be somewhat it. confusing for people. <laughs> like, wait, I don't know that. But it's not it's not Hera. But um, but anyway, to even be involved in the universe in that way, it, you know, I want to go down there. You can buy um, Hera's Calicori. Um, mm-hmm. I've had fans make me different ones, um, but it's something that's just it's just weaved into my soul. And um, it, it, it's hard to even put it into words. Sort of what it was growing up was very sacred and private because I didn't know anyone would understand it somehow. Uh, or I, I never was around other people who nerded out as much as I did. And um <laughs> Well, now you, you know, are. Well, yeah. Then, yeah, no, now, now I'm home. Most I, of us. I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm like, I, I, I am so happy. But, um, but in college, it would serve as a reference point for me for every other piece of literature I came in contact with. And, hmm. uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just such a great frame of reference. Um, and, uh, you know, again, to be a part of it now, and I'm looking forward to celebration uh, when it, I think it's 2022, whatever yep. it is, but there's there's much to look forward to. I'm thrilled for Bad Batch. I cannot wait to watch that. And um, I, I just uh, I think what social media has given me and if any of my friends are, are listening to this podcast, like we will know each other forever. And and mm-hmm. we we care, genuinely care. And uh that's something that 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 I never found growing up in Los Angeles in an entertainment family with a bunch of mm. people who were trading me ding dongs to find out who shot Jr. and didn't, <laughs> you know, they didn't really care about me as a person at all. Mm. You know, I have real genuine, you know, I have friends who live down in Texas. And when the weather went through there, I was, you know, Angela would have made sure you were OK. <laughs> like, you're in Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just that we we are connected. We will get through this pandemic together. And, um, you know, I, there you can't put a price on that. It, yeah. It's it's just it's the best thing that's ever happened to me when I was living a more solitary life, when I was questing in college. And as I've transitioned into, uh, you know, adulthood and, uh, you know, the, the battle between good and evil in, in many of the stories, you know, the the dark side and you know the sort of more jedi ideology um all of those things have given me uh, a context and inspiration and uh ultimately have come to fruition in terms of me not giving up and and mm. you know uh i think even as an adult there comes a time when people realize that you know their parents have clay feet you know that moment mm. when like Everyone has baggage. Like everyone has a story. Like I don't know what mm-hmm. yours is, but there's always some like letdown or some limp that we carry, you know, some some disappointment from a parent. When we come to that resentment and are able to think of of some of the elements of the force between, you know, the bringing balance as as I've said between the different films, that there is enough mercy to go around. Uh I feel like I've become a better adult as a result of my familiarity with the Star Wars narrative in terms of loving and forgiving my parents for any perceived weakness or or, um, shortcomings that they may have had. And guess what? That's the gateway to freedom. 
you know, who are the most threatening people? Spiritual people. Why? Because they don't want anything. So it's given me freedom as well. And again, I can't, I can't put a price on that. And I I could literally talk about this for days. <laughs> so I do hope that we get to like go grab a pizza or something at Celebration because we could really yeah, chop this up yeah. and we can yeah. really get into it. But anyway. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for for sharing that. We're going to transition just a little bit to our um, patron questions. So we have patrons who support us and we reached out to them and gave them the opportunity to ask you questions through us. So Mm -hmm. we are going to transition to um, just a a few of those now and hopefully we can we can get through everybody. So, Mike, I think you're up first. Well, see, I'm I'm wondering because it says it's from Thomas S. Not me, though. It's the the donor Thomas S. I just just wanted to clarify. So do you want to ask it? So, okay, so this is from Thomas S. Hi, Vanessa. It's so great to have you on as a guest on my favorite Star Wars podcast. My question for you is, do you have a favorite episode of Star Wars Rebels? Well, I do love when Hera flies the B-Wing, personally. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also, gosh, I hope I don't cry, but when Snips... Uh, when Snips finally sees, uh, I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, the the mm-hmm. season finale that year really gutted yeah. me. Mm-hmm. That was just as a Star Wars fan, as a nerd, that was um, like I. It was akin to when she left the the Jedi. Um, yeah. Mm. I, yeah, I just, oh, it was so powerful, so powerful. All right, this one comes from Tori. Uh, what is your favorite random or little known fact on anything? Not necessarily Star Wars. Wow. <laughs> random. Uh, but maybe make it Star Wars. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> no. um, little known random fact. I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I, I'm coming up goose egg, you guys. I'm is sorry. There, is there something um, about Hera? Like maybe, is there something like you insert in her character? Like maybe as, as you're like trying to get into character, is there some background that you put into her or? Is she just totally like whatever's on paper? Yeah, no, I, I really trusted Dave. I mean, um, I've told the story before. He asked if, if she would ever um, speak in, uh, you know, her hometown accent. And I said, only if she's angry. And, uh, you know, in that moment when she saw Chom <laughs> yeah. and she sort of slipped back into the Ryloth yeah. accent, um, that <laughs> came to fruition. But unfortunately, I've I've told that story before. So I don't know that that's a little known fact. I will. I'll tell you, my first action figure was Chewy. He's off card. He's upstairs. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, nice. But, but for when I went to Star Wars Celebration, or sorry, Star Wars Weekends in uh, Florida the first year, and uh, Peter Mayhew was there with me, and I, I couldn't even breathe. <laughs> that was, was so useless. And uh, yeah, so that, that action figure has a special place in my heart. Uh, but I mean, I've also mentioned that before, so I'm kind of an open book. It's hard to find something I haven't already spilled out. Um, uh, and then there's a banana story. Uh, whenever people's stomachs were going like rrr, rrr, when we were recording, I would go get bananas for everybody. And uh, then we found a GIF online that uh, had a stormtrooper with a banana for a gun because their aim is so sensational. And then I found that artist. His name's Stephen Quick. And then he made a Hera banana. painting for me and uh, I actually had t-shirts made with that and I gave them out for free for fans and so the banana stormtrooper people know who they are Um, (laughs) maybe we'll do another reprint but uh, but anyway it's just endless fun Uh, if I think of one I'll post it on your Twitter page cool Uh, yeah yeah I gotta find that banana shirt (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> I, maybe I'll reprint them then. <laughs> so, so this question is similar from Ramses. Uh, do you have any funny or memorable stories from voice acting on Star Wars Rebels? Oh my gosh, we had so much fun all the time. Um, well, you know, it it did sometimes feel. I'm a hockey fan, also, um, and I know uh, Filoni is a hockey fan too. Um, but I felt like before every episode, we would kind of huddle. You know, he would come into the vocal booth with us, and he would tell us the story, and this is how Act One, and this and that, da, 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 da. break, and then and then we would all sort of disperse to our microphones, and where we were clowning around, or people were posting things, or eating bananas. Um, it was just so cool that everyone immediately, once we started recording, it was like no jokes. It was deadly serious, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there is uh, the Inquisitor, Jason Isaacs. Uh, he came in. And uh, I, I've told the story, so forgive me if you've heard it, but he found a miniature golf set in the closet and set it up and played an entire round of miniature golf in between his lines. <laughs> and I mean, it was like so inquisitor. First of all, we were like, who is this guy? Second, <laughs> second, we were like, how did we not find the miniature golf in the closet? Like this guy, he's never been here and he's that curious that he opens a cupboard and then literally does like nine holes i don't know it was it was so crazy freddie was like what is he doing and i was like this is perfect the inquisitor is pissing him off this is awesome <laughs> you know but he, so, he is it's lucius malfoy he is a, exactly. uh, a sorcerer right. maybe he knew yeah yeah but i mean it was just life and art and art and life and and i just could not stop laughing uh and then the only other thing like when um sam whitwer came on the scene and i had to interact with him I know Sam really well. Uh, my blood ran cold. That guy is so talented. I mean, of course, from Clone Wars, like when he came clickety clack, you know, when he came out of his little cave or whatever with his yeah. pantaloons and new legs, I was like, <laughs> what is happening? You know, so to go from that moment, uh, you know, with Savage and all that, you know, to hear mm. he is like, oh, you know, you know, Sam, um, mm. uh, uh, it was so hard. <laughs> it was so hard to... <laughs> So hard to focus. Um, anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then Ashley, when she came uh, to record her bit at the end of season one, fully lost it, completely started crying. And I thanked her for that moment when she left the Jedi Order. Because mm-hmm. I said, it is, it's still to this day one of the most brilliant moments in animation. Um, mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. And the fact that they ended it in silence with no music on that episode, I was just like, it is perfect. Yeah. Um, but she brought shirts for everyone in the cast. That I mean, that's oh. just who she is. She's just mm. so lovely. You know, I mean, oh, snips. Anyway, <laughs> Lo- lots of lots of fun memories. <laughs> well, transitioning from TV to Star Wars movies, um, Pat H wants to know which Star Wars movie is your favorite? Empire. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've changed over the years. Um Again, that idea of mercy and forgiveness, it's changed over the years. Um, uh, but I, Empire, I always come back to Empire. It's just it just holds up, man. It really mm. does. It's a great one. So our next question is from Nicholas C. And mm-hmm. he asks, as a career voice actress, have you seen this industry change in innovation, storytelling and diversity? Definitely. Definitely. Um, well, in the pandemic, we have we have changed to be completely self-sufficient at home. Um, I I have been engineering my stuff at home for a very long time. 
Um, but uh, but I do see that there is uh, more concern uh, about those issues, uh, particularly uh, Lucasfilm and Disney. They I think that uh, they have done a lot to create some really wonderful female characters um, recently. I mean, above and beyond the sort of original films. Um, and uh, I think there's a long way to go still. Um, but the fact that we're making progress, I, I think, gives me hope. Um, so I think technologically, uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's been amazing to see what people can do when they have to in the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we we uh, have endured and, and it's it's remarkable. So hopefully they continue to uplift and amplify all, uh, you know, marginalized people or uh people of color, BIPOC uh, individuals. And, um, you know, I pray that more stories are told. And uh, I think, you know, diversity is important. It matters. And uh, I I really do hope that uh, we continue to make great strides in that area. Well, we have one here. This this is a this is a really challenging one here. This is from Nick S. (laughs) He wants to know, would you be able to tolerate Chopper following you around every day in real life? Totally. (laughs) hundred <laughs> percent you're used to him by now oh yeah. definitely i would love it it would be hilarious <laughs> definitely all right this one comes from georgie p two questions mm-hmm. will Hera and the ghost crew make an appearance in the mandalorian and will jason sandala play a part in any future show i know you might not be able to answer some of these questions if you have knowledge but feel free to guess if uh, you'll you'll have to ask Dave Filoni. I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, what's I your best guess? No clue. <laughs> no clue. Nope. No clue. Well, I think I think we all hope to see her again, especially mm-hmm. in, in maybe a, the Ahsoka show or or something like that. But well, I I have no idea. So <laughs> only <laughs> only Dave knows. And he's he's pretty notorious for keeping his cards close to his chest. So yes, mm-hmm. yes, definitely. <laughs> Okay, our final patron question comes from actually a good friend of mine, Father Brian H., and he asks, what is the hardest part of voice acting, or what would we be most surprised to know about this kind of work? Hardest part of voice acting? Well, in the pandemic, I think it's been uh, to get the technology up to speed, uh, because we have to now act as our own engineer. Um, I used to do the engineering outside my booth. I now have another monitor in front of my microphone so that I can uh, basically do everything uh, from right here. Um, but uh, I think it's very different from on camera. When I've worked with on camera actors who come into the voiceover world, they tend to act off mic and look at the other people uh, involved. And actually, that's not good because then you're, you know, you're off mic. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. It creates problems. So um, it's more creating a soundscape for the listener than it is staring at the person that you're interacting with. It's about intense listening to your cues as opposed to looking at someone because you have to do everything with your voice and and not your face uh, or anything physical for that matter. So um, it's just a, another kit of tools, but they're equally as fun to to use. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I think we have one last question we want to ask. So you, uh-huh. you mentioned uh, being excited about things coming up in the future. And so with all the new series and movies and books and comics and games that are coming out, what are you most looking forward to in the Star Wars universe? I can't. Well, dude, it's so hard to pick. But I mean, immediately, <laughs> no, immediately the Bad Batch. I, I just right. I'm so ready for it. But I want all of it. 
I want all of it. (laughs) I want it now. I don't know if I can deal with taking it a week at a time. I want to like mainline it. I just, I want it all. I am so grateful. I can't wait. Yeah. But, but, you know, immediately it's Bad Batch. So. Yeah. 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 Which, by the time that you're hearing this, if you are an early bird, you may have already watched uh, the premiere of The Bad Batch because it's a release on May 4th. So can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, well, unfortunately, I think that is all the time that we have this evening. Vanessa, we want to just extend the warmest and heartfelt thank you for joining us on, on the show tonight. This was absolutely amazing. And you've just made all of our days. And um, our listeners days as well. So thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, you guys. And I really, really hope that we get to hang whenever, wherever. If we have to wear masks and stand six feet apart, whatever it is, we'll we'll make it work. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, be safe and lots of love. Thank you. You too. (laughs) Thanks, Vanessa. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening to our discussion with Vanessa. And please be sure to email us and comment on our Facebook or Twitter page any feedback that you might have. You can email us any and all feedback at starwars at sqpn.com. And you can find StarQuest on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media and on Twitter at sqpn. And as always, we would like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Wars, including Adam P., Sean M., Eric K., Robert K., and Philomena L. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Wars and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Also, of course, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast player, or you can find the show on the SQPN YouTube channel. Just be sure to click the bell to get notifications. And you can find any and all previous episodes of The Secrets of Star Wars by going to sqpn.com slash Star Wars. Also, be sure to check out our official Secrets of Star Wars t-shirt. We have a t-shirt for uh, sale that encapsulates our philosophy of finding hope in a galaxy far, far away available in various styles and sizes. So you can go and purchase your shirt at sqpn.com slash merch. And that is it from us today, but not quite. So this is debuting on May 4th. So uh, happy May, May 4th. May the 4th be with you all. Happy Star Wars Day. And that means that tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, we will be doing a special live Facebook Live episode streamed And we want to interact with you during that live broadcast. So be sure to watch the SQPN's Facebook page starting at 6 p.m. Pacific time to join in on the fun. There will be lots of fun discussion, trivia questions posed to you as you are listening live. And if you correctly answer them, you'll win prizes. So please join us in all the festivities. And in preparation for that special broadcast, you may want to re-listen to our May 4th episode from 2020. That's a huge, huge wink, wink, nod, nod if you want to win prizes. (laughs) So until next time, Angela Cialana, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Star Wars. It was awesome. Thank you. Thomas Sanjurjo, thanks for joining us this evening. It was great to be here. Mike Creevy, thanks for joining us. Wouldn't miss it. Andrew Hermes, thanks as well for joining us tonight. Thank you. This was too cool. And Vanessa, again, thank you so much for joining us on the Secrets of Star Wars podcast. Thank you. I'm honored. Thank you for having me. And once again, I'm Father Andrew Kinstetter. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. Quest.